This is People Every Day. Coming up. I'm like crazy excited. I still can't believe it. I'm pinching myself every day. Hit singer Her joins the show and shares how she stays grounded despite breakout success from multiple Grammy wins to her Oscars nomination. Plus, Nomad Land, Minari, everything and everyone you should know ahead of the Oscars this weekend. It's April 23rd. Hello, hello, hello. This is People Every Day, and I'm your host, Janine Rubenstein. If you can hear the excitement in my voice, I'm gearing up to get my second vaccine dose today, so super pumped. But also, it is Friday, y'all, and I just, wow, I can't believe I made it. I I, want to thank, um, first and foremost, God for getting me here. Oh, my gosh, my my producer, Julia, for just giving me the space to fly Um, coffee. I I can't forget coffee. (laughs) I'm being silly, but the Oscars are upon us, okay? You know, acceptance speech. So the Academy Awards are this Sunday. Make sure to tune in to People's Oscars pre-show, hosted by yours truly, and People the TV show's Jeremy Parsons. We're getting all dolled up to break down the biggest and final award show of the season. So tune in to People.com or People TV on YouTube or any of our social channels to catch that at 5.30 p.m., okay? Later in today's show, I catch up with first-time Oscar nominee and a woman whose music I am obsessed with her. Yes, four-time Grammy winner her is here to talk about her whirlwind success. So definitely stick around for that. But now, up for Best Supporting Movie Expert, People.com Movies Editor Nigel Smith is on with me now to take us through the details and the buzz from this year's Oscars. Hi, Nigel. Hey, Janine. How are you doing? Oh, boy. A lot of prep work going into the Sunday ceremony, but super, super excited. It's the end of award season. Obviously, it's been so delayed this year. Mm-hmm. Oscars have never occurred this late in April of all months. Uh, but I, I'm just excited to see how this whole show pans out. Just for everyone who doesn't know, which I feel like is a lot of people because things are so late and and delayed and, and information is coming out in drips and drabs. Like, how can we watch the show? Who's hosting? If there is a host, like what are the details that people should know just off rip about the Oscars this year? Yeah. Well, first off, the show is going to be similar to last year in that there's going to be no hosts because last year they kind of proved that it can be done somewhat successfully. This year, they're going to completely forego any Zoom, any Skype, any FaceTime, and it's going to be all live and in person. And there are going to be hubs. I mean, obviously, the main show is occurring within Los Angeles, they have two main venues, but there's also going to be hubs in Europe. I hear that there's one in Paris and the biggest one's going to be located in London for talent and nominees who obviously can't fly into L.A. due to COVID precautions. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's dig into the big award. Actually, no, I want to ask you first because there's still time. You still have a few days to watch some of these movies. So if you had to just pick one, Nigel, what would it be? The one that you would tell people, go watch this before Sunday. Wow. Um, I think this year is actually really strong and there's a I I love all the movies up for Best Picture, Um, but I'm going to go with the most recent one that I saw. I actually am fully vaccinated and I went to a theater to see this and it was so exciting. Um, I saw (laughs) The Father starring Anthony Hopkins. What do you do for a living? Um, I look after other people. Other people? Hmm. Yeah, my job is to help people who need help. Who I think actually gives his best performance Uh, in this film. And it's a film about 
coming to the end of your life and losing your mind and forgetting the names of your loved ones and your loved ones having to deal with someone who doesn't know who you are. Like that is, that is a rough one. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's not an easy watch. I mean, it sounds amazing, but it seems like it's a tough watch. I cried my eyes out, but you know, a good cathartic cry, I think is a good thing. For sure. And so, uh, and he would be the the oldest ever uh, best actor winner if he were to pick it up for, um, because he's nominated uh, for his role in that film, right? Yeah, he would. And, you know, he's just coming off a BAFTA award win where he kind of surprised by winning there. And I think uh, it's, I obviously, I think the award is probably going to go to Chadwick Boseman, who's been cleaning up all award season. But if if there was a second pick, uh, his closest competition is Anthony Hopkins, for sure. Wow. Yeah. And, and of course, you, you bring up Chadwick. Yeah, just cleaning up at every award show. Um, and, and, and then I, I want to go back into um, Best Picture because it, it, you said The Father. That's People should try to watch that if they can, you know, muster the, <laughs> the spirit to, to watch that one. But also Judas and the Black Messiah, uh, which is nominated for Best Picture. And, and we had a chance to have producer Charles King on the show recently to talk to us a little bit about that. So it's it's an interesting one because it's up for Best Picture, but also it has two Best Supporting Actor nominees, right? Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kaluuya, who we were talking about earlier. So, So let's listen to what he had to say about their portrayal in that film. Daniel is very much about the people. He's very woke and he's very well read and he committed himself to this role 1000%. And and you can just see it. We were just on set at times and it really at times felt like we weren't even making a movie because he was so channeling the spirit of Fred Hampton. The the role that was also really tough was you know, who wants to play a snitch? And Lakeith Stansfield so brilliantly and cleverly played this character where, you know, is he really uh, believing in the, the mantra? Is he becoming a panther or is this a game? So is, did that surprise you that neither of them were up for best actor and that they were both up for best supporting? It didn't surprise me because the Academy has been known to do this in the past. They oftentimes Mm. nominate uh, roles that should be lead in supporting just because of the way that the studios have campaigned them. But I will say that Lakeith was a surprise. Nobody really expected him to enter into that race and to see him competing against his co-star for supporting actor, where they're arguably both the lead actors in the film. It's it's kind of strange. I'm overjoyed, however, that the film is being recognized in the way that it is. For sure. And it's such a powerful film as well. He talked to us about just, uh, you know, what it meant for him as, a, you know, a black producer in Hollywood to come together with, uh, you know, just a all black cast to really put this uh, story out there, especially at a time of, of, of social change that we're in right now. So just listen to what he had to say about the meaning for him. There's an audience that's thirsty to see themselves on screens, both small and large. I know that this is an audience that goes to movies more often and watches more television. So we make projects. People of color must be at the center of them, not like the supporting characters, but they're the driving force of it. 
Wow. I love that. And and we do have just an, a diverse array of nominees this year. You have Riz Ahmed, right, who's up for Sound of Metal, first time Oscar nominee for Best Actor, but also Chloe Zhao from Nomadland. So tell me a bit, a little bit about uh, just this film and, and what Chloe Zhao's award season has been like so far. Well, her award season has been uh, spectacular, to put it mildly. She's basically won every award she's been up for, deservedly so. And everyone loves this film. It's available to watch on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. And it's a film that brought me to tears just at random points throughout because the humanity that it portrays is so profound and it really um, offers you a window into a lifestyle that many don't even know exists, the nomad lifestyle. It's like my dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. So for all of us who've been stuck in the house for over a year, if you just need to feel like you're outside, watch Nomadland. But Nigel, you said that this made you cry. You said the father made you cry. What film didn't make you cry that's nominated <laughs> this year? Or are you just super emotional these I'm just days? super emotional. I, th- I think you got me at a... At a rough time. Um, no. Um, in terms of the nominees, Sound of Metal didn't make me cry. I got close. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, not up for Best Picture, should be, didn't make me cry. Oh, and you're talking, see, that's something right there. I want to get into a snubs because there there were some interesting ones, right? So you had um, uh, Ma Rainey, not up for Best Picture, which, wild, um, but also uh, One Night in Miami, Regina King for Best Director, beautiful film, um, and she was kind of blocked out. She was, she was. But to play devil's advocate, she's a first-time filmmaker, and the film is very, it's a small-scaled film, right? It's based on a play, and most of it takes place in one location. So coming from a director's perspective, it's not a showy film, um, but it is a marvelously executed one. So it, it, it is a shame that she didn't make it into the director category, but I think we have a lot more to see from her as a filmmaker, and I'm just mm-hmm. excited for what's to come. I like that perspective. Level of difficulty is one of the categories, I guess. And so you're saying the level of difficulty on this one might have been just a little shy of, of, of what it should have been. Okay. Uh, so what about The Five Bloods? I think about Spike Lee, and I remember that moment of him winning his first Oscar um, for for um, a Black Klansman. But he, uh, you know, he was snubbed again for The Five Bloods. Everyone has, you know, said this film is amazing. I saw it. It was, again. Chadwick Boseman is in it. Um, I, I don't know if he's used to it now or, or, or what, but what, what do you think about that one? I was really shocked that it wasn't nominated, not just for Best Director, but not for a single Oscar, not even in, in the technical categories. We're talking about a big scale Vietnam War film. High level of difficulty on this one. High level of difficulty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was pretty shocked considering that it was up for the top award at the SAG Awards and a lot of actors obviously vote on the Oscars. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of overlap there. So I'm not sure what happened, but I do think it was a huge stunt. For sure, and then we can't forget. Um, let, let's just let's just talk about best actress, best supporting actress. Uh, we have my girl, 
Viola Davis, who is up for a Best Actress Award. Uh, but, you know, it, it, Andrew Day, first-timer, the United States of Billie Holiday, Carrie Mulligan, Promising Young Women. Uh, and these have all won awards. Frances McDormand, we talked about Nomadland, and Vanessa Kirby, Piece of a Woman. Um, what What do you think? This one's a tough one for me. Oof. Um, my bets are on Andra Day, honestly. The Oscars for the, for acting awards, they sometimes like to throw a curveball and they sometimes like to honor new, exciting talent. And there is no denying that she gives, I would say, a volcanic performance as Billie Holiday in that film. I was transfixed watching her. I felt like she was inhabited by Billie's spirit. Oh, my goodness. Love her. Yes. Try to try to watch that one as well, because it, it's such a meaningful film. And then uh, supporting actress. Uh, so Maria Bakalova, Borat subsequent movie film. Uh, she's a first time Oscar nominee. Loved her performance. This is this was this was a bit of a surprise, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a performance that was mostly improvised and it's a comedy. You know, the Academy doesn't often reward or recognize comedy. I'm just so happy for her and for the way her career is panning out. She's already starring in a new Judd Apatow movie. So she's she's busy. But uh, but all eyes are have have been at least until this point on Ye Jung Yoon from Minari. So w- what was your take on Minari and how do you think it'll fare at the Oscars? I think she's going to win uh, the Best Supporting Actress Oscar. She's been a lot been winning, sorry, a lot of the precursor awards, the BAFTA award, the SAG award. And she's just such a standout in the film. And she really is a superstar back in uh, Korea. And I think the message of the film is such a powerful one, especially just in light of everything that's going on today. I'm, I'm overjoyed that it's being recognized in the way that it is. Well, Nigel, thank you for taking us through all of this so expertly. It's really, really awesome. And I'm, I'm looking forward to Sunday even more now. Oh, yay. Well, I'm glad I could help. And I'm, I'm so excited. We shall find out how it's going to play out. <laughs> Next up, R&B star Her is here and takes us through her journey. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone, the woman, the musician, the R&B phenom, the cultural force, her, H dot E dot R dot her is here with me now. And she so graciously carved out some time to chat before the Oscars, where she herself is nominated for Best Original Song for Fight For You off of the Judas and the Black Messiah soundtrack. So first off, congrats. How are you feeling right now as you gear up for the show? Thank you so much. I'm like crazy excited. I still can't believe it. I'm pinching myself every day. Like what, you know, what's going on right now? But um, I'm I'm, I'm really excited. It's a lot going on, uh, but I'm just, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be here. 
Uh, you are no no novice to award shows. You have four Grammy Awards. Yes. Uh, you're coming off of that win and, and going into this. I'm just wondering, thinking back, you started music at six years old. Uh, was this in your wildest dreams or have you superseded even that? Yeah, you know, honestly, I, I don't know if, if there was like, a, okay, now you know, I'm going to do music. I, I think it's, it's always been a part of who I am and it's always been in my family, but I, I never imagined I would be in this position. I always hoped for it, you know, but it's like you can never be prepared or expect all, all the things that that come your way. Um, and I've kind of just been taking it all in and, and kind of just like, OK. And at first, you know, it, it was like, wow, is this really happening? And now it's like, OK, I'm here. Take advantage. Seize the moment. And that's kind of where I'm at. And and I'm just thankful. I'm, I'm thankful that that my gift and my my music, it, it matters. It matters to people. And I'm giving a voice to the voiceless and yeah, doing, doing what I love every day. Um, we're thankful. I mean, from like focus to to BS, I'm going to tell you that 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 feature on Janae's song is like an anthem. Oh. It is everything. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but also, I can't breathe. I mean, just such a, a, a huge song and, and a moment that really encapsulates that. Like, how do you feel about uh, just what your music is able to do in the world that we're living in right now, which is so complicated? Honestly, um, I, I kind of spoke on it in, in my speech because I was so um, I was so surprised that I received the award, but also that, you know, it, it kind of became the soundtrack to some people's march, you know, and, and some people were like, oh, I was so touched. You know, somebody said my my uh, my seven year old Jewish father is thinking differently because of your song. Moments like that make me really feel like, wow, like this is crazy. That something that I felt so deeply, something that I had to express is is being used as as uh, knowledge or is being used as something that helps people um, and change their perspective or or. Uh, uh, articulate that pain, you know, and, and I think that's what I'm here for. I think God is using me as a vessel. Um, so it, it's insane uh, because it, like I said, it was my personal perspective it was something that I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so take me into a fight for you. I mean, it's up for an Oscar. Uh, what was the, the creation process like for this song? Oh, man. When, when I got the call to be part of the movie, Judas and the Black Messiah, I was like, of course I want to be part of this. And I didn't even really know the details of Fred Hampton's story until I watched the film. And I was like, I, I can't believe that I didn't know a lot of the story and, and a lot of people. Yeah. The details of it, it's not taught in schools, which is really sad, um, you know, and it makes sense. And it's 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 really sad. It's he was only 21 years old. So I was really inspired by his fight and all the things that he did, not only for the black community, but for so many different communities. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, it really changed the narrative of the Panthers for me, which is important because it's part of our blood. It's part of, you know, who we are and the freedoms that we have now and the freedoms that we don't have now. So, um, yeah, I thought about all that in the movie, in the fight and uh, got into some Curtis Mayfield and Marvin Gaye, which is my favorite. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we were getting into that and, and just talking about all the different stories that were going on in this film. And yeah, I, I really just thought about the fight now as it relates to then and and the vibe, you know, that, that seventies, a percussion, but the groove, the baseline, I, I thought about all those things. 
Nice. And it comes through. You can tell you thought about it because it comes through on that song. Uh, I'm just wondering right now when you're you're thinking about, uh, you know, the award season and the Oscars and and all of that, like what is your your thought process on uh, just the the level of accolade um, and and how fame has uh, just came into your life in the way that it has? Like I said, you've been doing music for a long time, but it does it still feel like a whirlwind? Because things kind of, for me, it feels like it took off so great. Oh, yeah, it definitely feels like a whirlwind. It it definitely feels like, and I'm always on to the next thing. I'm always, you know, about elevation, but I've accomplished so much more. It's like a whole career's worth of, you know, of of things. And and I'm just like, this is, this is crazy. And the accolades are just, you know, the the icing on the cake. It's the, it's really the process that I'm in love with. It's leading up to the award shows. It's, it's, it's being in the studio and creating this music and then hearing the reaction from the people doing shows and, and, and creating the arrangements for live shows and, and doing some of these, these moments, those are the moments that count for me. And then when I receive the awards and the acknowledgement, it's like, okay, I did exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's what it feels like. And the, the whirlwind is just like, wow. So what are, what are you planning to wear? What, what's gonna, the look going to be? Your style is just off the charts. So I, I'm wondering what is an Oscars moment for her? Man, I ain't going to give it away. It's got to be a surprise. Ah. You got to see it on the day of. But definitely, uh, it's definitely inspired by, inspired by an era um, and also inspired by one of my favorite artists. So, yeah, it's going to be, I think, iconic. I like it. A few days ago, you posted a video of you and DJ Khaled. So fans are are trying to figure things out. Does it mean music coming? Can you hint at it? it you know, listen, I, I I will say it does mean music and it means something great. Yes. And it's it's on the way. That's all I'm gonna say. Another one. Another I'm excited. One. <laughs> <laughs> and what about okay, same same with Eric Zane, Dallas Austin, more musicians and and, and music folk that you're partnering up with. So new music is is upon us. My album is is on the way. It's it's literally in the finishing stages. So you'll hear something very soon. Yay! Who 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 else? Who's who's somebody you would love to work with? Oh man, there's so many. But I think Stevie Wonder is like on my top. My top. Oh yeah, number one. That's that's number one. But I'm I'm doing a lot this year. I'm doing a reggae EP this year. My mm. album's coming out. Um, so you'll you'll be getting a lot of music from me in the next few months. Nice, nice. And then just how are you? I've been asking everyone and I want to touch base because it's been such a crazy, I keep saying year, but it's going on more than a year uh, that we've been dealing with this pandemic. But just how are you doing in general? In general, I'm I'm blessed. You know, I, I really can't Yay. explain. I've been able to do my thing uh, regardless of everything happening. I will say, you know, it's been heavy because of yeah. the world around me and just you know, feeling that pain and, and for those around me, for those that have lost a lot of people, not just for the pandemic, but yeah. you know, the brutality that's, that's been happening. Um, so I, it's been, it's been very heavy, but I, I'm kind of using that to, to fuel me and, and to get me through the year and, and to really give my all to everything that I do. Yeah. Like you said, multiple pandemics are, are going on at once around here, but your music has been such a balm for so many people. So I just can't thank you enough. And I'm excited for you for the Oscars. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I can't wait. 
That was her. For more on her, head over to people.com. And before we close this week out, something to make you smile, of course. The big ER reunion was last night, and it was so great seeing the gang all back together. They had a blast. And speaking of blasts, the cast could not control their laughter when George Clooney reminded them of the pranks he used to play with his remote-controlled fart machine. (laughs) Just listen to how he used it to make tough scenes all the more hilarious. And I'd put that remote fart machine underneath the actor and you kept going push and she would go oh and you hear the sound and you see your tony's face just dudes and fart jokes man (laughs) on that note have a great weekend see you guys next week People Every Day is produced by Julia Weaver with help from Fallon Harge, Maureen Malarkey, and Eliza Sessler. Executive produced by Christina Everett and mixed by Mary Dew and Bahid Frazier. People's executive producers are David Flumenbaum and Zoe Ruderman. Special thanks to Mangesh Hatikader, Will Lee, and the incredible staff at iHeartMedia and People.